With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Now at uh, Christmas times, I'd say about half of the previous few years, uh, West Ham fans have been concerned with uh, Christmas presents, uh, snow at Christmas, Brexit as always, and whether we will stay up. Normally at around Christmas time, there's a kind of crisis that we have to undergo. Uh, but this time it feels that we, we are moving into the Christmas period fairly happy with our position. And if we get a bit of a goal haul over Christmas, that's uh, fine. We have 21 points and everything seems strange. So a very unusual position to be in. Also, we've won three fucking football games in a row. Here to dissect the events of the last week here are uh, Mr. Gary Killington. Hey, good evening. Gary's been at a work do today with uh, Chumps and is uh, is slightly a few sheets to the wind, Gary. Which, just a few. Which, which just, I think, just a couple, yeah. I think yeah. that's going to improve everything. Yeah, I'm getting sober. I'm getting more sober as we as we go on. Yes, we go well, on. That's, it'll, that's, it'll take a while. Yeah, it'll take a while. Yeah. That's the reverse of uh, how this podcast normally works. <laughs> <laughs> normally during the podcast, Jim. Jim has uh, optics, has a, has a range of optics next to him uh, from which he selects various spirits and, uh, and also opium. Uh, joining us also is a very old friend of uh, the podcast. It is Mr. Colin Milne. I don't mean you're uh, old. I don't mean you're old, Colin. I mean you're a, you're a friend of many years of the podcast, not a reference to you being old. I'm actually wearing a cardigan, so yes. I, mean, that I think I'm one of your wonderful selection of cardigans. It's not the best cardigan. You're, but, but um, it's one. You're like the Diana Ross of cardigans. You, there, there's often a costume change during a podcast. Well, I, I, I am coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You want the world to know. I want the yeah, world yeah, to you know. Want the world to know. Um, <clears throat> so during the course of uh, the last week, because we uh, we didn't do a podcast during this week because we were playing on Tuesday night, and that's when we normally record them. So. We are here to talk about uh, Newcastle away, uh, Cardiff at home, 
And then Crystal Palace at home. Uh, three games in eight days, nine goals, uh, three against? I think so. It's a terrible downward slope. It's 3-0, 3-1, 3-2. It's getting worse and worse. Three all, 2 3 1-3, 0-3, minus 1-4. I'm I'm an optimist. I was hoping for maybe something like 3-4. Yes, that that, that could be something. 3-4 to the... uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a Watford game, 3-4. Could be. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've never seen such an amazing trend as 3-0, 3-1 and 3-2. I'm inspired. I'm inspired. Yes. Now, one of us... Went to the Newcastle game, which we'll talk about first. It was Mr. Gary Killington. You yes. were up in. Uh, you took. The, you took your good lady wife up well, to see a game of football in the blisteringly cold northeast. That's like you're like John Snow taking up some some wildling woman that he's he's managed to capture well, up to the north of England to see some kind of sacrificial slaying. Very similar. Yeah. Very similar. I, I think what happened was, and 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 I'm I'm a I'm. I'm I'm really, I'm a romantic at heart. Yes. I mean, it's nothing no if not a romantic. And so, you know, speaking to Lisa a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about all sorts of different stuff. And one thing she didn't mention was she wanted to go and watch West Ham away at Newcastle. Um, because she doesn't, frankly, like she didn't want very to. much. <laughs> no, she doesn't no. really like it. It wasn't first so, I took her away because I had this, you know, I had this. Uh, the when you say I, took her away, kidnapped? Is that? I kidnapped her. Too strong and I, I a word. put her in the boot of the car, right? And yeah. we took her up to Newcastle. Yep. And um, you know, I, I think we, we had we had a little pie and mash when we got up there, and it nice. was a, it was a typical Newcastle day. It was bleak. It was yep. it was raining, mm-hmm. and there was a bit of fog on the time, which ah, is yeah, all mine, it's all mine, all mine. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so we did that, and we we, we won the game. Yeah, the game, and it was a it was a beautiful, a, a really lovely experience. We went up there, and Pellegrini, Manuel Pellegrini, yes, you know, he he chose to go four four two. Four, well, four, two. It was a fascinating team selection, which, which you know, uh, not going to the game, I sort of looked at the team, and uh, some interesting things in it. I mean, he he didn't have either Diangana or Antonio. Nope. Mm. He didn't even take them. Uh, they weren't even on the bench, which was sort of extraordinary because you thought at least one of those players would have belonged on the bench. Didn't even take them. Um, uh, Obiang, who had played very well in previous games, he was on the bench. Yeah. Uh, so it seemed a very strange team selection. But when you saw what happened in the game, well, or principally that he had selected Hernandez, you sort of thought, Maybe Snodgrass is preferred over Obiang because if you want someone who might play a sort of killer through ball or a killer pass or a killer cross, you want your, you know, Noble's got a good pass in him, so he came back in after his ban. Yep. Snodgrass came in, and sure enough, first goal yep. it was a cross. It, it, I, I must admit, it, it, it absolutely surprised me as well because everything that I'd read about Pellegrini is that he has a favoured 4 3 3. Mm. And he doesn't deviate. Doesn't deviate, yeah, yeah. Apparently he does. Mm. Um, but I, I, I think that if, he, if that deviation is there, and we've seen it for the first time, it had an awful lot to do with the players that were available on that day. Yeah. Rather than um, a change in tactics. I, I think that we will probably see 4-3-3 consistently from Pellegrini when everybody is fit and available. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I never would have... 
really guessed, second guess the four four two. Not at all. I think no. with with you know Hernandez, I'd already written him off, and and it, and I was one of the biggest Hernandez supporters. I, I I never I refused to write him off. You know, no matter what he did, I mean, he knew he was a great goal scorer from all those all those times gone past. And suddenly we're away to Newcastle, a game where you know think back to previous managers, Allardyce, Moyes, Billich. None of those managers would have gone up there and played a a four four two. Nobody would have been that dangerous, would they? And so I thought, oh, it's just Hernandez. And it was clear from the off. It was clear from the off that those players had a different agenda Mm, to what we've been used to. They were going after that game and they were looking to win it. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, the the one thing that sort of slightly showed the way uh, towards this week's games was the City game. Uh, even though we lost it four nil, there were yeah. it was one of it was one of Hernandez's better performances. I think mm. he came on. It's so far in the past now that I can't really remember it. But I think he came on to replace a midfielder, and uh, so he took on a few more of the kind of midfield yes. chores. You know, he came deep to he find did. the ball. He, yeah. he um, and the thing about him is he can pass. So actually, he's quite good at link-up play. You yeah. know, Hernandez yeah. is good at is good at that kind of thing. Mm. He just didn't seem very physical and didn't seem good in the tackle didn't seem to really kind of sort of track back and sort of do the work yeah. that's required of a player. But, but we, we really get back to a conversation that we had um, in a different place mm-hmm. earlier tonight. Um, and this is Hernandez being given the a opium role. Den the opium Yes, it to. was, yeah. yes. Uh, I thought it was a sauna, so <laughs> sorry about losing clothes for that <laughs> yes, amount of time. That but was unusual. N- 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 yes, <laughs> entertaining. Um, that's when Cardigan 2 came in. <laughs> it was. <laughs> But we, we were talking very much about um, players being under, certainly under Pellegrini, you've got a player that everybody thinks of the guy in the box that's going to get a goal, suddenly playing a midfield role because he's been asked to. Mm. You look at Snodgrass, um, the player that everybody had seemed to have rejected last season. You look at Cresswell, um, a, a fallback that everybody thinks he's lost his form completely. You yeah. look at Antonio, um, a, a guy that really doesn't know his place in the side. And all yeah. of a sudden, and probably including Declan Rice in that as well, all of a sudden you've got players that have in, uh, you know, just increased their performances yeah. Yeah, under yeah. a new manager. And, it- and, and that, that, I think, is the encouraging thing. Yeah. And that was the thing that came out of Newcastle more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, that there were players out there that were adding something to their game. Yeah. So what were the notable performances, Gary, at the Newcastle game? Because we only well, sort of saw the I only saw the highlights. Of I, I the think day, Colin just hit upon it. I think Cresswell was uh, was back to the old Cresswell. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're not seeing a good Cresswell for a while. You know, a couple of years, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But a big injury. But, but he, was, he was good Cresswell again. Yeah, and great. the whole back four, you know, you had Diop, Zabaleta, Balbuena and, mm-hmm. and Cresswell. And they were all magnificent, the whole lot of them. And it, and it was like one of those games, and I've never seen a West Ham game like this, well, not for some time anyway, where, you know, a team were attacking us. And what typically happens when a team attacks West Ham is you feel like they're going to score. Right? Yeah. And, uh, all right, let's forgive you know, Crystal Palace, what happened mm-hmm. Saturday and everything else. Yeah. But for the Newcastle game, they were piling forward. They made a couple of chances, but largely for the whole game, for the whole 90 minute, minutes, you know, Newcastle were piling forward and we were soaking it up and just playing it forward to yeah. our midfield and just coming out of defence en masse. And it was a beautiful thing to see. You know, it was really, really good. Balbuena and Diop are supremely confident, aren't they? They're, they're, really, they're both very good on the ball. Yeah, they're they're... they're 
they're not panicked at all. You know, yeah. I mean, they make mis- you know, Diop makes mistakes. I mean, they both make mistakes. There's a, there, there are a couple of games when um, Diop, uh, Diop passed it from the back. Uh, and it, you know the pass was not quite accurate, and uh, certainly in one of those cases it, it, it mm. caused a goal. It might have been the City game, uh, and then he nearly did it again. Uh, yeah. And um, but it's not like they sort of fall apart after they make a mistake. They just no, kind of go. That's the, part the, of the this game. Is, this know. is the difference. You've got two centre backs um, under a manager that are encouraged to play football. Yeah, yeah, and to and to encourage to look for a pass. Um, the one thing that I haven't seen them done that they certainly both did pre-season is to come out of defence with the ball and yeah. venture forward, do that bucking. One of them did it in the weekend, didn't he? Diop yeah. went on yeah. a run. Diop went on a run. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, they've both obviously got it in their game and they've yeah. both enjoyed doing it. But you see, again, this is the discipline that they're playing with. Yeah. They're, they're probably asked not to do that as often as naturally they would like to. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's paying dividends because we've certainly got a much tighter defence now. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing uh, which we've sort of touched on but uh, uh let's let's say it outright is that it's um um rotation uh is mm. is that you know when you're when you, you know for the first sort of month and a half of this season possibly two months of this season we were sort of relegation mm. threatened and uh, yeah. you know you're sort of going where where's this season going to go you know we 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 had a revival but then we lost a couple of games and um the spurs and the Bournemouth, nil ones. Bournemouth, you know, Wolves, yeah. Bournemouth, Arsenal, yeah, Liverpool. Wolves, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Wolves, I'm thinking of. Uh, you know, so the revival seemed to be kind of on hold. We, oh, no, yeah. we're sinking back. We're gonna... yeah. So there's a worry. And, and, you know, a team that's kind of relegation threatened, you get to a point where you go, fuck it, pick the best 11 every week. We can't <laughs> yeah. afford yeah, yeah. Well, You know, big teams rotate. Barcelona, Real Madrid. I, I, oddly, actually, continental teams don't rotate very much because they're, no. they're, it's a less attritional game and they can stay fit for the whole season. But top-flight mm. Premier League games can afford to rotate because they've got... The, but Pellegrini goes, no, I rotate. And he's... Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, he's making... <laughs> players feel as we say sort of valued and good about themselves even though they don't play one week you know like mm-hmm. antonio's performance at man city was was he said himself probably one of his best in two years yeah uh and he was rewarded by being not only dropped to the bench but dropped entirely because you know yeah. pellegrini's going no no you'll play again it's yeah. you'll play again yeah. players are so different though because you know snodgrass has been told to lose weight and he's clearly lost weight and he's you know is performing better antonio he's clearly lost weight because he was a he, he was mm-hmm. massively he was mm-hmm. big built wasn't he he was he was clearly working on the upper half of his body and he's not doing that anymore yeah it was very uh, interesting after he scored in, uh, in the cardiff game he yeah. said the city game and then that game are the two best games i've played in two years i'm finally after mm-hmm. the because he said surgery on i think yeah. both legs yeah. and yeah, uh, one of them was a um yeah 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 he's, he's had he's had some quite severe it wasn't yeah. hamstring wasn't it? it what was it it was um uh well, he had an op on. He had an op on the kind of front of his thigh, where I think some sort of muscle, you know, yeah. ligaments have become disconnected from the bone. And so, yeah, you know, it was a typical bodybuilder's injury, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Yeah. They, you know, when they when they're injured, they go to the gym all the time. So That's then they it. come yeah. back massively bulked up and just get mm. injured again. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we were saying on this podcast, he, you know, the 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 season that he really shone 
was the last season the Bolin, yeah. where he's in a team with a load of brilliant players. So, so you know, you're kind of going, well, maybe he flattered to deceive a bit, but... But yeah, I mean, there's a bit of the Forrest Gump about Antonio. Mm. Let's let's all face it. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, there was one. I think it was a Liverpool game at Upton Park where he sort of half stumbled over and won the ball at his own corner flag and went the whole length of the pitch and yeah. scored. Yeah, yeah. Um, now throughout that run, we were all wondering when he was going to lose yeah, the ball yeah. be- because it was a little bit headless chicken. But but it down, is yeah. it is within his game to pull out that sort of yeah, goal. Yeah, it, it, it can happen. And someone off the bench like that. You know, Somebody like... off the bench is invaluable, and that's why the Andy Carrolls are invaluable off the bench. That's the type of player that you want to bring, bring on when the game is difficult because you can't ignore him. If mm, you're the mm. opposition, you certainly can't ignore Andy Carroll. No. I don't think you can ignore Antonio either. No, no. Because he has that yeah. physical ability <clears throat> yeah. to intimidate you. Lo- I nearly said yeah. physicality, and that's the yeah. word that it, I keep it, hating. It's, it's lovely to see. It's lovely to see, isn't it? Antonio getting back to his best because he was a great player yeah, yeah. for us for a year and a half yeah. to two years. I think he's he got a way to us. go to get back to his And then he just best. He, he got that's injured. He had, he had, you know, he had that, that really really bad leg injury I can't remember which muscle it was so I'm not going to yeah. guess it but it, but he was he, he, he was poor he came back he was massive he was like a muscle bound beast for yeah. a year and he, he'd lost his pace and suddenly he seems to have got his pace back again yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's I mean you know if if uh if Lanzini does come back, uh, and Wilshire as well, there's a kind of embarrassment of riches in midfield. There is an I think, embarrassment. You know, the the um, difference with this injury crisis, and there is an injury crisis because we've got a lot of players out, mm. is that as supporters, let's be honest, nobody's that worried. No, be, 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 not because so. not so. already the players that have had to come in to fill those roles seem to be doing a fine job. Yeah, it's like a kind of modular team, isn't it? Mm. It's. it's um, uh, what was what was good about when he sort of discovered that triangle? It feels like I've said this quite a lot of the podcast. I'm trying to say it quickly. When he discovered that triangle with three up front, I think it's quite a fluid sort of system because I think it it also devolves into a four three three because that triangle is the three, yeah. uh, though it's a sort of really four one to yeah. you know with rice. It's, yeah. you know, these formations, I think, are just a, a kind of a loose description, aren't they? Mm. But it became like a modular thing that players can just fit in. Yeah, whether it's triangular know. or whatever the shape is in the middle of the park, um, the one thing that I did, because I'm a man at leisure these mm. days most of the time, um, I watched that Cardiff game again, yeah. um, but I watched it on the sky bit where they give you sort of like 20 minutes, 25 minutes rather than five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So you get to see more of the game. The passing ability in that Cardiff game, the little one-twos and threes, Mm, mm. was actually very, very impressive. Which you don't necessarily yeah. see in a game because you're waiting for the ball to get forward. You're waiting to say, but when you actually analyse our ability to play those little triangles, yeah. whether in the middle of the park or whether they're somewhere else, but the first touch passes were really good. That's in that right. Game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, yeah. both Cardiff, where we didn't actually sort of you know uh, get going in the first class, first half in theory, and uh, the Palace game, even uh, in the, the first half, the passing was really yeah. good. The passing was already good. You're yeah. going. We didn't. We we haven't seen this for a while. You know the the speed yeah. of thought. Players making themselves available as soon as someone puts their head up with the ball at their feet. There's two guys going. You could pass me, or you could pass yep. to him. You know what Colin said is really important. You know because uh, the second goal against Cardiff. What I say is important as, as well. It's, it's you as well. But 
the second goal was spectacular. Did you see the replay of the second goal against Cardiff where it was like back to front? That yeah. was the one where Masuaku played Perez oh, yeah, yeah. for the 2-1. That move started from yeah. a little bit of interpassing at the back and it was several, it was like 20 passes mm. culminated in Masuaku receiving the ball and playing it inside yeah, yeah. to Perez. It was who a perfectly way to pass. Away. Yeah, yeah. He's absolutely a frustrating brilliant. player, no, no, no. He yeah. is, but... Honestly, oh, for the last no. three games, he's played one and a half games, yeah. I think. I think it's one yeah. and a half games, yeah, or Chris maybe well two games. Off, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he has not been responsible for a single goal. <laughs> right, let me point that out. Yeah, no, he, I, I, no a... I, don't, I, I don't think he has. He has been responsible for other goals in other games. When we can brush that aside, but I think that what we have to do is defer to, again to the running of this club. Because whilst an awful lot of supporters will jump on exactly that bandwagon and they will say, I'm telling you something, this guy isn't a left back. The real problem you've got with that is you've got a manager that wants to make him a left back. Mm -hmm. And he's not given up on those efforts. So I think that they see something in in him firstly as a player, because he can certainly play football. Um, But I think that Pellegrini thinks that he can turn him into a decent left back and good luck to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, yeah. I, I and he's don't always agree. got Cresswell to fall back on. It's uh, like, of course, like, you know, yes. When 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 Billich was trying to make Antonio into a right back, he literally had not bought another one. No, mm. no. so so he he had all his hopes riding on Antonio being a right back. And, yes, uh, you know that's not a, the way to play. You have to, you know, no. if you're trying a player out in a position, you want everything around. Him. And, and, and more to the... it, in fact, Antonio <laughs> did play right back at the weekend. You know, he he, he the, did the, play the... right back, but. You see, I think under Billich, Antonio was asked to play right back and he didn't really understand what was expected no, from yeah. him. The difference is that playing right back under Pellegrini, which he's now done, he actually knew what was required of him. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it, it, does come out, it yeah. does come up to, you know, a manager. We do need a manager. We, yeah. we can't just get by without one. No. And the players can't do it on their own. So, no. yeah, Antonio could actually end up Occasionally playing right back. Yeah. Um, you know, Arthur could end up as a, a, a left back. I agree that Cresswell is a better left back, but the manager is seeing something in that player to yeah. play him in that position. Th- and I'm prepared to give it a chance. I totally agree. And before that Newcastle game, there was, there was talk in the, in the media that Pellegrini was working on the centre half pairing and the full backs. He was working on defence, he was trying mm. to get it working. And so that's what inspired me to go up to Newcastle, you know, it's a good yeah. a, a good choice. And 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 they were, you know, that was a completely different performance up at Newcastle. You know, I know they, they created a couple of chances and it really was only at about two in the whole game. You know, and they were clear cut chances and yeah. getting away from it. Now, um the rest of the game we were completely tight. Now you imagine ninety minutes away from home playing four four two where we largely push him forward, right? And we'd only conceded probably two chances. Yeah. Two yeah. chances. The one was a header and I'll forget about the other one, but they were two clear cut chances. In exchange for that, we'd created just look at Chicharito, he'd missed two <laughs> Clear cut yeah. chances. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we're, we're, we're totally outplayed them. Yeah, we had, yeah. yeah. We're going to take a brief break now. A brief Blake. A brief, a brief Blake <laughs> now. Yeah. And we'll be back after this. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. 
Welcome back. Uh, now, on the Facebook group that goes with this podcast today, there was a, a small uh, quibble or complaint from uh, from Scott Hall about the uh, the absence of Jim Grant, uh, um, possibly predicting the absence of Jim Grant this week. Though he has Jim has been very busy, uh, but also the absence of any form of poetry at all. With with Jim missing, the poetry element of this podcast is severely lacking. True, I've occasionally filled in. And uh, and I have done this week. Now, as we've, uh, as we've as we've established on this podcast, I refuse to acknowledge any other style of poetry than the style uh, created by the poet John Cooper Clarke. Uh, principally, one of his rhyming uh, schemes is the only way that I, I can, will, and unable to write any form of poetry. So um, I have a poem about a, a player that has, uh, has uh, grabbed the attention of uh, West Ham fans now, uh, and he goes. Some, I'm going to tr- I'm going to try and give it a bit of uh, John Cooper Clark uh, uh, feel, a bit of his vernacular to uh, get the kind of the, the feeling of the thing across. So it goes a bit like this. Um, <clears throat> Scottish as a bowl of porridge on the wing he likes to forage and he used to play for Norwich that's it Robert Snodgrass he likes to join in the attack like Mark Hughes likes to get the sack and Andy Carroll likes his gack that's it Robert Snodgrass he runs around because he's fit between his teeth he's got the bit Karen Brady thinks he's shit that's it Robert Snodgrass he has got a sweet left foot as Germans say he's very good Villa asked him to stay put. That's it, Robert Snodgrass. Lots of crosses he supplied. His half-time orange is deep-fried. Shaving foam, he's not tried. That's it, Robert Snodgrass. Uh, Big ears had a pal called Noddy. The Diddy Men's best friend was Doddy. All his teammates call him Robert. That's it, Robert Snodgrass. (laughs) And that's all I've got. That's great poetry. It's like liquid being poetry. Do you think it's, <laughs> it's liquid poetry? I think Snodgrass deserves, he deserves every a, word. Yeah, yeah. Now he is a he is a sort of find, isn't he? Because obviously, you know, uh, Pellegrini came in. Snodgrass reluctantly came back from Villa. There's some, you know, a bit of pre-season training. He runs his rule over these bunch of fuckers he's only just met yep. he's got a kind of pick a team for some pre-season friendlies against Billericay or whoever we play <laughs> South End whoever we play so yep. he goes you know I'll give the bloke with the beard a go why not sort of sees him play well in one game and then goes oh yeah right and he played a lot of those pre-season games yep. didn't he and he clearly has just looked at him with no preconceptions no notion that Jack Sullivan didn't like him the the, 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 the the board start literally legislating against a player that that the club has bought by saying he's shit. You know, I think Jack Sullivan not liking him was a reference. It was quite positive. You know, yeah, it was, it was right. a positive. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a positive. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. You know, we love a trier over at West Ham, yeah, don't yeah. we? And 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 he is a trier. You know, he's a massive trier. But not only that, I, I think we're underestimating him by saying that because there's not an Ian Dowie you got there. That's yeah. somebody with a really cultured left foot who can do stuff. I'd pick a I'd worse really example than like... Ian Dowie. Ian Dowie could be all right. Could... Go on. Uh, oh, you know, Mike Newell was very poor for us. You can't, you can't relate Snodgrass to Mike Newell. I no, think. no, no. I'm saying, I, I'm, sorry, I'm talking in terms of bad players. Oh, like oh, oh, Dowie, bad you know, yeah, yeah. Dowie. No, 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 no. Dowie was weren't a bad player. Dowie was there's a, there's was a limited much, amount of yeah. time on a podcast yeah. Yeah, yeah, to talk yeah. about yeah. bad players. Dowie, I think, was was a limited ability player that we all love because of the effort he put in. Whereas Snodgrass, I think, 
we we kind of thought he was a limited ability player who puts in a load of effort, but I think he's more than that. I yeah. think he's got a bit more talent than that. He's got a very cultured left foot. His set pieces are brilliant. He's, he's I think in the Premier League he's made three goals. He just scored mm. one, but he's, he, I think he's made six in all. Well, his pass the... for Hernandez against Newcastle was fantastic, wasn't it? Yes, yes it, it was. A, yeah, because he could have gone. He could have gone. Closer to the keeper, could have bent it, tried to bend it around the defenders as most pass go, passes go, but it was yeah. like it was in field a bit, so mm. it cut the defenders out by going behind them. It was and on the Found him, yeah. found Hernandez's run perfectly. Yeah. yeah, there's something about a Glaswegian or a Scotsman, wherever Snoddy comes from, I'm not sure where his no. actual roots are, but there's something about a Scotsman um, and a Cockney. You try and tell a Scotsman he's not very good and he can't play and he's not worth his place and yeah. see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, there's a little bit of the Ray Stewart attitude about him as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he has to have credit for coming back under those circumstances. He's told um, by the chairman's son... Uh, or told by the chairman that his son begged him not to sign him. Yeah, extraordinary. He shipped out to Aston Villa on a loan. Um, we actually wanted Aston Villa to buy him. That yeah. that was the intention. And he comes back and he's fully committed to the side that clearly didn't want him under the previous manager. It's extraordinary, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That, that takes some... Um, that takes some bollocks, if I'm allowed yeah, to say bollocks it, it on a does. podcast, every to, single to actually player, go for that. From what you've just said, every single player, and I'm talking Villa, Norwich, Leeds, you know, uh, West Ham now, and whoever else he's played for, Hull. they've absolute Hull, yeah, they absolutely loved him. And mm-hmm. when he first joined West Ham, a friend of mine, and I've done this one to death, right? A friend of mine who's a whole City season ticket holder, he 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 said to me, "You're getting a proper player there." And I, I thought, oh, okay. And later that season, Ross bought me, and I think it's the only one in existence, a, a West Ham shirt with Robert Snodgrass on the back. So that's from the first six months. Yes, there and won't I be reckon, many from that period. I reckon that was the only one that was <laughs> yeah, bought yeah. in the club Probably shop. Possibly, yeah, right? yeah. But nonetheless, you know, that, that guy, all the fans love him, all the players love him, the staff love him at the club. No matter where he goes, people mm. love him. Mm, right? mm, There's yeah. got to be something in that, isn't there? And in addition to that, the guy's got talent. Yeah, you sort of worried that that um, uh, he might be a little slow for the... There are two sort of possible areas to play him in. There is in that sort of midfield three or the sort of attacking three, and it feels that he... Um, you could have argued or imagined at the time that he doesn't have quite the pace for either of those things. But in fact, mm. he's a little faster than we sort of imagined because uh, I think Jim... some form of Wikipedia-based research said that he's very fit. He works on his fitness a lot. Mm. That's one of his characteristics. And he... The fact is he keeps going for 90 minutes. Yes, and he does. And whilst yeah. he's not, you know, kind of sprinter speed, yes, he's exactly mobile. That. He's it, mobile. It's immediate pace. Yeah. When you can put a ball down the wing and, you uh, you know, for a winger to run onto, it's that standing start, an initial space, a pace that gets you yeah. to the ball very quickly. He obviously can't do that. No. But he will keep running for 90 minutes. And, and I wouldn't say he was a slow, cumbersome player. No, he's not at all, um, no. But, but if, if you're thinking of him as a winger that can just 
belt past a couple of players. No, he's not that. He can play on the wing, but that's not the type of game he'll play. No, no. He comes inside a lot, doesn't he? And, 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 you know, know, traditionally, if you have the kind of... Uh, the old-fashioned type of uh, fullback that overlaps. Then that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. That's fine. You know, and, and you know, and Zabaleta uh, and Cresswell both like to get forward. Mm-hmm. And Masuaku, <clears throat> arguably, his strong suit is getting forward, but he sort of does it su- su- surprisingly little. There are times when you're saying, mm. "Go, Arthur, go for the overlap," and he he doesn't do it. And yeah, I think, I think there's a real um, at the moment. It's not quite worked yet. Um, I've got a lot of time for Anderson. I think he's a great player. That was a wonderful addition. Um, But I don't actually think that there's as much as an understanding with Masaraku and Anderson as there is with Creswell and uh, and Anderson. Um, I watched, um, I think it was, yes, it certainly was the um, Crystal Palace game when... um, I think it was Townsend had made some inroads and he was quite effective down mm-hmm. that wing. And at one stage, Anderson wasn't quite there. Masawaka was. Masawaka suddenly pointed at Declan Rice and instructed him to get in on yeah, the player. Yeah. Um, right, and and right, there was right. that yeah. little bit of confusion. Yeah. It didn't make a great deal of difference because Declan Rice got in, took the ball off and walked out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was perhaps a good instruction. But there, there, there didn't seem to be the telepathy between no, no. those two players that there is with maybe Cresswell and Anderson. Anderson is deceptively quick because he's... Yes. Uh, because he's slight of build and mm. doesn't have the kind of, you know, like a sort of muscular sprinters, Linford yeah. Christie type sort of yeah. build. Um, you don't imagine him sort of thundering down the wing and that's just not the way he runs, but he's actually very, yeah. he's very quick. But it's, it's, it, it, it's yeah. that sort of physique. It's the Us- Usain Bolt type mm. of physique that the guy is belting along and you don't actually look at him and thinking he's really going flat no, out. No. And I think Anderson does much the same. He's got that type of natural pace yeah. that he doesn't seem to be busting a gut to get to. But but look how he left that Newcastle left back. I've forgotten the he, guy's he, name. He, he, he did uh, it. He uh, did sorry, it. right back for yeah, dead. He did it in more than one game. He did it also in the, in the second half against Cardiff because we were struggling in the first half. The first thing that happened of any, you know, meaning in the second half was Anderson got hold of the ball and started running at the fullback, mm. and he made them panic. So because I was fearing in that in that Cardiff game that Neil Warnock was like, oh, nil nil, we just sit back, we put mm. eleven men behind yeah, the ball. Then but literally, within yeah. a couple of minutes, Anderson was was thrown forward, mm. and it was he opened up the game. I love Anderson. I think Anderson is a great, great player. I think he's he, he's not quite pie yet. No, no, he's not that, he's, um, I mean, Jim has said at some points, he's, he has a sort of slightly introvert personality, he's not a kind of playground footballer like Pae was, who's kind of going, No, he's not I'm an entertainer, that's yeah. the difference, I'm I mean, Pae is an entertainer. Yeah. But then, look at the goal he scored against, you know, at the weekend, yeah. where he scored the third goal, and that was a decision he made very quickly, in a split second, he's like, shall I pass it inside, or shall I go for the yeah, big yeah. goal? Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. went for the big you, goal. You, well, do you feel, you get the feeling with that goal that what he actually did is he, he selected a segment of the netting that yeah. he was going to hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, he hit it, didn't he? he? He hit, well, yeah, but he didn't actually hit it that hard, but that goalkeeper was yeah, never getting to it. Never getting to 
it. It was placed in the corner. It was, pardon me for mentioning the guy, but it was a little bit like Glenn Hoddle who used to pass the ball into the net. Um, And I think he has got that sort of quality as a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we are going to lose Arnautovic for a month. Um, yeah. I'm very glad that we've sort of, you know, the other thing that's very gratifying about these three wins in the first week is that we're in a we're in a spell that that is a kind of season defining spell. We've we've got a lot of games that fall in the you know the the bracket of winnable matches, and that you know one would hope would get us a quite a big points haul and so far we've already got nine uh which is great um it's partly uh, Pellegrini though you look at what he did in the second game against Cardiff and he rested Zabaleta yeah. and Balbuena and and who else at, at left back he, he bought Masuaku in left yeah, back so he completely yeah. changed it didn't he, he changed yep. it around and he, he kind of read it that Cardiff was going to be a, a, a little bit easier mm. in the past that would have backfired on us big yeah, time yeah, right? yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's changed the players and we're still 1-3-1 so yeah. credit to him yeah absolutely mm. um Arnautovic is missing. Well, he's Um, he's missing, but let's actually look at the last couple of games. We got three at the weekend without him. Um, and I think he'd already gone off before we scored against Cardiff. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so we've scored six goals in, him, yeah, yeah. in a game and a half without him. So whilst I would love him to be in the side and he would be the first name on the team sheet, I don't think it's going to be the same as last year where we're going to be tearing hair out because he's not playing. No, and uh, sort of midfielders that yeah. score, you know, yeah. that's something that we've kind of lacked in the last few years mm. in a way. Uh, you know, Mark Noble's kind of whatever it is, 17 years now in the first team. He hasn't come up with as many goals as as no. if he was playing in a really good team. He's you know every few years he's playing in a team fighting for its life, and uh, so suddenly his defensive. Uh, do, do you think it actually started probably under Kerbishley? Yeah, absolutely. When um, the, the younger Mark Noble, I think, was a type of player that was encouraged to get forward. Definitely, yeah. Um, and it seemed to be that Kerbishley decided that this was the defensive midfield player yeah. that, that he wanted to that do. That he didn't have the pace. That he didn't have the pace. Um, not every goal scorer, not everybody that arrives in the box late has great pace. No, that's right. We do, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know if Aaron Ramsey has pace because it doesn't sort of really seem to matter in no. his game. You know, Aaron Ramsey is a kind of an attacking midfielder. Jack Collison was an attacking midfielder. Yeah. And Noble could very much have been in that bracket of footballer. I agree. I don't know if Jack Collison, you know... Obviously, he doesn't have any pace now. But but when he was before he was injured, I don't. It didn't matter whether he had any pace. Or well, not. of course, Lampard's he, not uh, quick. Course, Lampard's not super quick. Of course, he could be. A, 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 he could have more goals to his game, and he could be more of an attacking midfielder. You only have to look at the way that he takes a penalty to know that he can hit a That's ball. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. it's in his game. <laughs> It's being coached out of him. And, and, right, and yeah. I don't really see a great deal of point in getting it back into his and, game. And we, we, we've lacked uh, on many occasions sort of midfielders that, that, that sort of chip in with some mm. goals every season. And uh, mm. it feels like, you know, obviously Anderson, who it's arguable whether he's part yeah. of a front three or in the midfield, he is someone who's going to chip in with yeah. goals. Snodgrass also feels like he's there's goals in him. Yeah. Yeah. And actually... 
<clears throat> when when we had the Paye and Lanzini version of West Ham, Noble was getting forward a lot more and was getting into kind of yeah. scoring positions. I think one of the three against Liverpool he scores. Yes, he, yeah, he did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, so, he did. so he's getting into sort of scoring positions. And, yeah. and that, I mean, that's what you want is goals in the front four or five players yep. of your team. And to be fair, again... I mean, we've given him a really good write-up tonight, but wherever else he's played, Snodgrass, everywhere else, has contributed goals. Yeah, yeah He's yeah. yet to do that at West Ham. Yes, he scored at the weekend, weekend yeah. but um, I, I would have put him down for maybe eight or ten goals a season. That's he should be want, that. He should be that That's sort of player. Absolutely. Um, when we actually solve that and get two of them, because we did for a short period of time, we had Payet and <clears> Lanzini who were both contributing at that sort of level. We're certainly getting that volume from uh, Anderson at the moment. Yeah. For somebody to join him at that level yeah. would, would, would be fantastic. Because that's what the top teams have, isn't it? It's yes, like, they do, yeah. You know, sort of Manchester City has a lot of players that are nominally midfielders, but, yeah. mm. you know, David Silva, Sane... Even Bernardo Silva, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll get his yeah. seven or eight a season. Score, yeah. Have we finally reached the place with West Ham where um, you don't really know what the team's going to be? Because if you look at the last couple of years and you look at, mm. you know, Facebook and Twitter and everything else, People have been making their choices and saying, this this is what I think the team should be. Honestly, against um, Newcastle and then against Cardiff, I didn't have a clue what Pellegrini was going to pick. He really surprised no. me both times. Absolutely. Right? I think he's... So he's has three games running, right? He's done that and he's switched yeah. back against you know Palace. Yeah. And um, he's done it without an out of it. And all the players that come in, they really want to play. They yeah, really want to yeah, make yeah. their impression. I think we've finally got a manager who does the managing mm. while we can do the thing of like, you know, supporting the team where we yeah. can just turn yeah, up yeah. and enjoy ourselves and watch a game yeah. of football. I mean, it's very different. Yeah. It's a different experience uh, the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, uh, again, without over an egg, he, he, he actually didn't do that at the beginning. Mm. That that no, team no. looked pretty much the same each work, a week for the first, you know, six to eight games. When he was working it out, yeah. When, when he was, was working it out. Yeah. But I think he started, quite rightly, he started with the two central defenders because that's how he wanted to build that defence. Yeah. yeah. Um, he knew who his centre-forward would be because that was blindingly obvious to yeah. anybody who yeah. watched English football last season. And Anderson was obviously going to be a big part of the midfield. But that was a spine with the goalkeeper, Fabianski, that that team was going to be built on. The the, the rest was going to be interchangeable until he knew where his personnel would be playing. And it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, he he really does give uh, the broadest number of players the sort of confidence mm. that, that they will get picked, yeah. they will come into the team, and that they're not sort of marginalised, you know. Mm. And, and I think uh, Bilic, uh, who is a very nice man, sort of in a way mm. uh, just dropped players by stealth, uh, you know, like <clears throat> rather than give Adri- you know, Adrian a rocket after his yeah. mistake against Stoke, he just dropped him, which he is like not him. the... That's not what you do. No. You know, and, and there were a few other players, I can't really think of examples, but he sort of did the same thing. He just kind of dropped them out yeah. of the team rather than just yell at them. Yeah, well, it's yeah. like having Pellegrini's a child. not a yeller A child anyway. falls no, off a no. bike and you <laughs> don't let them ride the bike again next yeah. week. Yeah. Um, whereas we all know that you put them back on the bike because, you know, that's the best. You get back and ride again. You know, that's yeah. the way you deal with it. And Allardyce uh, had sort of dogma that affected his team selections and, that, you know, good players some, would yeah. not play. 
despite the fact they clearly are good, and he's just going, no, that's not my plan. Look, look, plan at, look at Dean Garner. Dean Garner, yeah. right? When he came on, I mean, you know how brilliant he did, and then and then you know he did he did he did brilliant for a, a few games, and then Pellegrini decided to just rest him because you know you've had your little peak, we're going to give you a little rest now, yeah. and then we'll just bring you on from the sus bench. What he did against Cardiff, mm. he was amazing. That yeah, night. Amazing. I was yeah. up off my seat. He was brilliant. Mm. I love watching him. He, yeah, absolutely full of life. He's that close to scoring it's, it's, a goal. It, it, you know? It's that modern thing, though, that we're doing now. As I said, there are players that can come off the bench. Yeah. Um, and it's arguable whether you start with Ian Garner because he's a young kid. But off the bench, totally whoa. Totally whoa. But would Billich have even that brought him off think. from the bench? Billich, no. Allardyce, Moyes, would they have even bothered with him? No, Probably no. not. No, they would have given him a couple of and games. That's a talent, and if he, that's a talent yeah. right there. They, they would have given him a couple of games, and if he hadn't set the world alight, that would have been back into the, exactly. the, 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 yeah, yeah. the team and on the subs bench for another yeah. eight weeks. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That. Well, uh, under Allardyce, uh, Lanzini would still not be playing. <laughs> yeah. Literally not be <laughs> Way playing. Way too small. Yeah. Way too yeah. small. I don't yeah. think any of us in this room have ever forgiven um, Sam Allardyce Nottingham Forest, uh, for right? that Nottingham Forest yes. game. No, absolutely. Do you want to see some kids play? I'll put them all on. Yeah, and they'll there lose you go. and I'll win the uh, argument. Yeah, and that means I was right. <gasps> you know, Yeah, you're right. And if I'd have had my way, he'd have been banned <clears throat> from football management forever that night. That was just <laughs> the worst thing anyone yeah. could ever do. So um, at the yeah. weekend, we were playing Fulham. Now, this is, of course, uh, the bottom team in the league mm-hmm. and one would hope for uh, a continuation of our form. But, of course, that's a potentially sort of jinx <laughs> Uh, the whole thing uh, you know it's a way obviously but um, we seem to uh, as the Newcastle game shows we seem to kind of like uh, mm. we have a good attitude towards away games we don't shut up shop you know we, we, we try and play our game you'd like to think we can get something out of that but you know the three games that we've, we've played have done well you know you, you'd settle for a point yeah. Fulham are, are at some point going to they're going to pick up some points. And they're they're going to pick up points. And I'll tell you what might happen because I, I, I watched their game against Manchester United over the weekend. Um, and they've got a new manager there in yeah. Ranieri. And they were all of a sudden 3 0 down and they were absolute rubbish. Yeah, yeah. They really couldn't play football for toffee, as we used to say in the old days. Um, at half time, Ranieri changed things round. They came out. They got a penalty, they got a goal back and they were coming into Mm. a game and they were playing with the spirit of togetherness that you do see from Ranieri sides. We know enough about him from Chelsea and from Leicester to know that he will make lesser players play together as a unit and he will do that. So they had a very good second half. Unfortunately for them, they went down to 10 men with a stupid sending off and and it really wasn't a red card. Um, but Manchester United only came away 4-1 winners, having been 3-0 <laughs> yeah. up at half-time. Um, mm-hmm. there, 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 yeah. there was evidence to say that if everybody's saying, oh, look, Fulham, bottom of the league, that's a, that, that's a given three points. Yeah. I, I would just say that there should be some caution because it's a, there's that new manager bounce. And for the first time in the second half on Saturday, he got something out of that side. No, that's right. Un- unlike Brighton and Huddersfield, where there's a definite bit of complacency, I think the last two games have showed that, and he actually mentioned it himself, Pellegrini said, mm. no complacency in these two mm. games. So last two games, you know, so I think we're going yeah. to go to Fulham without that air of complacency and we're 
we're going to try to I win. hope so yep. we're a better team than them, than them and we've got a good record down there as well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to say in the last um, you know 10 or 15 years we've 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 sort of struggled with strikers. Arguably, throughout the the, the, the nineties, until we bought Hartson and Gitson, we had problems with 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 you know finding really great strikers. Mm. And both those Fulham strikers, there was there was, you know when Schurler went back from Chelsea, despite looking really good in every Chelsea mm. game, I sort of thought we should get that guy. You know, he went back yeah. to the Bundesliga mm. thing uh, for a kind of quite a low lying yeah. Bundesliga team, and I was going, we should get that German guy. He's great, and uh, Mitrovic. Yeah. Looks really good. I would take either of those guys to be sort of squad players for us yeah. behind Arnautovic. I think they're dangerous. I think both those guys are dangerous. Both good footballers, yeah. Yeah, Mitrovic is kind of in a, you know, mm-hmm. despite, <laughs> I mean, Fulham's league position belies this, but, but Mitrovic feels like he's kind of in a bit of confident form at the moment. He and does, he's yeah. a handful, that but, guy. But who would you play him in front of? I mean, you've got <clears throat> Carol Hernandez and... Perez and Arnautovic. Arnautovic is injured. So the other three, would you play Mitrovic? Carol is of? literally like I like. I mean, there's so much rust that the metal is gone. Oh god, and yeah, you're just looking at. But it'll get better as the games go on. You know, as you look at it at the moment, well, you're, you're, if an injury doesn't. I mean, we're talking about Andy Carroll. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I mean, he'll be injured when his week, contract yeah. is is up. That's it. That's right. If we, if his contract expires and we sign him again I, yeah. I, I, I would start to really doubt what's happening in the club no, I agree, yeah. I, agree. Uh, uh, as I would have Mitrovic or Schurler as Paris it stands at the well. moment I no, would give yeah. some credit to Andy Carroll because um, as he's always been that player at West Ham um, I think his best role has always been coming off the bench Yeah, because he's a big lad he puts himself around and if the other side's defence have got a little bit of complacency he, he will give them something Definitely, to yeah, think yeah. about. Um, yeah. A starter, not for me. And no. Pellegrini's not rushed him back either, is he? No. You know, the no, two, no. two games, he, he, he wasn't started, was he? No. no, and boy, I mean, you know, he looks really rusty. I've got oh, to big say. time. I, I I look, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. I say, for the Cardiff goal, I think he got him very <clears throat> Back into the way. keeper. Yeah, he's back. Um, he won the free kick at the weekend <clears throat> for the, he did the indeed. second goal. He did yeah. indeed, yes. That was um, Tompkins. I think he tripped over his own foot. Actually, yeah. To know. be honest, he won the free kick, but I don't think Tompkins actually fouled him. No, but, no, he but, but we'll take foot, it. He? He yeah, no, I think he kicked his I own think gravity earned us that free kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timber! Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So winning that free kick is a bit of a stretch. But so okay. predictions for the Fulham game, and then we'll wrap this up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go optimistic, all optimistic. Fulham nil, West Ham three. Oh, interesting. Colin, I think it's. I think the three will be there. So, yeah, yeah. but so I'm going to have to go for something else. And, and as we talked about earlier, nil three, one three, two three. Don't do it. Three all. Don't do it. Three all. I tell you, not only three all. You're going for the trend. Um, don't go down the bookies and bet on this. No, let me say that again. <laughs> Go down to bookies and mm-hmm. put a grand on this at least. Yes, th- th- this this is bound to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, that's my prediction style. Okay, well, that's, yeah, I, I liked three all because of uh, because of because of our you know three nil three one three two three three seems like the sort of sequence. Mm. Okay, so uh, one all. Oh my god! Ooh. Really? One all. One all. I, I, I don't know what to say. 
This has been Stop Hammer Time. <laughs> My name is Phil Whelans, and with me have been Colin Milne. It's been a pleasure, sir. And Gary Killington. Same here. Come on, you irons. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.